Hello, and welcome to Head Tilt, Adventures in the Akashic Records. I'm Christina. And I'm Tatiana. We see the deepest meaning and truest value of the Akashic Records and how we use them to support and guide ourselves as we move through each day. And we're so excited to share with you our adventures as we apply the guidance and rely on the energy of the Akasha. So what does head tilt mean to us? Well, for me, it's a different way of thinking, uh, a different way of seeing. The way I react when I get some of the messages from my master's teachers and loved ones. Same here. A different perspective, an unconditionally loving, different point of view that the messages from the masters, teachers, and loved ones illuminate for me. Working in the Akashic Records has completely changed our lives. We are Christina and Tatiana, and together we share a deep, intimate relationship with the records on a professional, personal, and spiritual level. We truly live an Akashic Records lifestyle. So we invite you to come along as we share our adventures in the Akashic Records. Good morning, Christina. How's it going? Hi to everybody and hello to you, Tatiana. Everything's good. How are you? It's another early morning for you and I. Um, yeah. Yeah. Today, I think it would be really great if we talked about how we came out of the the Akashic closet. What do you think? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, how we came out of the Akashic closet. <laughs> That's for you. I'm still in it. <laughs> <laughs> So let's explore, shall we? Yes. So, well, I mean, you go first, girl, because, well, I mean, you're definitely out of the Akasha closet. And I remember when you came out of the Akasha closet, you're just like, I'm just going to jump. And you did it. <laughs> so how was that experience for you, Tatiana? First, may, maybe let me explain what this is. What this is, guys, is, you know, we have been humans participating for several decades now on planet earth as normal individuals well here we are do, reading akashic records and this to some might feel strange different whatever so you know it's a little bit like being in the closet where you're doing this kind of on the side and nobody really knows about it that's what we're referring to here so tatiana what is your experience uh, with closet related issues. <laughs> yeah. So my past jobs have been, I've been a librarian. I've supervised a small branch library. I've done costuming. I've supervised a small costume shop and I didn't have, I didn't have any friends that did tarot that were light workers. My first reading by medium was last, last March. So a year ago, right at my birthday. And I remember her saying, have you ever had a reading before? And I said, no. <laughs> so this whole world is totally brand new for me. And I took my first Akashic Record class in July. And I really didn't know what the Akashic Records were when I took it. I can, I can truly say that I was pretty confused in my first class. If you had asked me, I wouldn't have been able to give you a clear question. I would just say, I I'm really enjoying it. I took those five classes, as I've said before, really quickly, five classes in three months, and 
It was so interesting because nobody was really asking what I was doing. Even my husband, I would say, I'm going to a workshop. And he would say, okay, have a great class. I was staying at homes of friends, all kinds of variety of places that I was staying. People would say, have a great class. And when I would come home, we wouldn't talk about what my class was. We would talk about everything. But I didn't have any pressure to explain or tell anybody what I was doing. How was it when you were taking the classes? Were you telling people what you were doing or what you were learning? It depended. Um, I never told my family and I never like expressed anything on Facebook. But I guess more people around me, like the people that live in my building, um, friends that live out here in California, my more open-minded slash maybe perhaps you'd say liberal friends. <laughs> but um, yeah, so... I did tell them what I was doing the workshop on and they would ask about it and then I would have to explain. So I, I think that's a, a detail that I need to think about is how do I explain this to others? Right now I've got it kind of almost to a science of how to explain it to others, but it's more of if they know what I'm doing, like I just say, Oh, you know, that thing I do. And they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I've already, kind of tried to explain it to them and they're like, Oh yeah, you're a different kind of deal. But, um, (laughs) yeah, I didn't explain it to, or I didn't tell anyone in my family and I didn't tell anyone on Facebook and I still haven't told anybody on Facebook. Like you're out on your personal Facebook. I am not. And that's kind of how I connect with people from my past, you know, people from high school, college, childhood, whatever, you know, everybody's on there. And I really like Facebook because I get to keep up with everybody. But you, you know, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, right? I'm from a little town called Greenbrier. And that is a very conservative Christian area. And uh, so I'm still in the closet because it's very, different and it's very perhaps against a lot of beliefs there am I worried about what they think about me I'd say yes I really do I I I it's hard to admit that because I'm kind of a person that's like I just kind of live my life and I don't really answer to anybody and that is true but when it comes to this I'm very guarded about it And I think a lot of this has to do with, I don't even know the answer myself. (laughs) You know, I don't even know where this is going sometimes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so how can, how can I explain to others when it's not done? Where, when I feel like it's still kind of evolving up in the air, how do I present that final product when I don't even know the final product? But will I ever, I mean, we, I mean, Tatiana, we're evolving all the time. I mean, look at it just in a year, what's happened with you. And then when I think about what's happened with me in a year, you know, I mean, this will probably never end. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I did reach out to two friends um, as I was wanting to practice on other people's records. And I kind of stumbled through an explanation because like I said, I just really wasn't that I didn't know how to explain it. And it was it just felt so different because I really I have a science degree. That's my college education, and it was hard to explain to people. 
Yeah, I have, a, I have a degree in avian science. I wanted to be a veterinarian when I was young forever. And I felt like there's no way to prove it, right? Other than it resonates with you. And so uh, now, of course, I have so many experiences and, and, and I have experiences with other people and clients. And so I have facts now and stories to tell people. But then I was just still learning. And I had two great friends, so we practiced. And then I did something that is recommended by our teacher where you do free readings for a month for 30 days. I didn't have a lot of friends that I felt I could practice on. So I did reach out on social media. And that was kind of, for me, a little scary. I also didn't feel confident in my abilities at that time. All these people that I, I didn't know of on the East Coast were contacting me for these free readings. So that was a great way for me to kind of gradually come out to people. And then recently when I set up my website, I, I officially became a practitioner for clients. I then came out, um, you know, made an official announcement on my on my Facebook, which meant my husband's family knows, my friends that I haven't <laughs> explained it to or maybe haven't spoken to in a while. Um, it's, it's all there and they can read what it is. Um, and, you know, nobody has come to me with any negativity. It's just been really beautiful and supportive and things that I, I might have felt that people might judge me about or anything. It hasn't been that way at all. It's just been really, really great. How supportive and how encouraging to me that story yeah. is because you, I've addressed this in the records and the records have come back through either my own um, reading of myself or um, through somebody else's that if I, if I do come out of the closet <laughs> if I do, it's actually going to be well received because it's not going to be like, oh my gosh, she's crazy. It's going to be like, well, of course she does that. <laughs> I, I, so I haven't done it, but I mean, that's pretty encouraging too. Now, why I'm in the closet and why, what, what am I worried about? Which judgment am I worried about the most? Right. My biggest fear in doing this kind of work is to be labeled as someone with ill intent or someone who is a fake or a phony. That's my biggest fear because everything I've ever done in my life, not just this, but everything I do with a sense of very fierce intent and mm -hmm with a mindset of mastery because my mom always taught me if you're going to do something, you better do it right and you better do it the best you can. And that's all you can do. And I've always operated like that. When I, be, when I became a teacher in Korea, the first day of teaching, I had no teaching experience. They gave me a marker and a book and they pushed me into the classroom and I had to learn how to teach without taking any courses. Well, I went from that to, to like maybe nine or 10 years later to getting an award from the government for being the best English teacher in Korea. So this is my mindset. It's like, I'm going to be the best, whatever I have to do, whatever it takes, I'm going to do it. Whatever learning it takes, whatever 
practice it takes, I'm going to do it. Um, so that is my fear is that people are going to be like, Oh, that's interesting. She's in California now, a big time city girl with all these, you know, big time liberal people and all these, you know, spiritual kind of weirdos. And now she's one of them. And it just seems like it, it will just seem like I just jump over lightly to them, but that's not the case. This is like lifelong calling here. And I have receipts to prove that, but I haven't really told, I haven't really felt the need to tell anyone, which my receipts will come out. I'm sure it'll, they'll sprinkle out in later episodes, but yeah, mine is not just one year ago. I didn't know. Well, I, I mean, I've been in the Kasha records a little bit longer than you, not too many, but, um, my interest in metaphysics, like psycho, psycho, <laughs> psychic mediums, <laughs> um, Reiki, I, I have, I, I'm Reiki level two. I don't want to be a master because I don't want to teach it. Um, but I'm Reiki level two. I did that in Seoul with an Australian man named Kevin Brown. And, you know, I've, I've been in this world. I've done tarot for years. I got my first tarot deck in university and college and all I did was try to do readings for everybody and um, yeah I've, I've just been in this world for a very long time so it it makes sense to me but it might not make sense to anyone else and that's my fear is being called a flake that someone is just like oh she just you know flies by the seat of her pants that's not me I don't like that yeah and the one thing that I've learned from being an Akashic Record practitioner is that it's about intention. And so when we open up the records, when we have loving, unconditional intention, then the messages come through. And for everyone else, it's it's take it or leave it, you know. And so I've learned um, just to put myself out there that I have good intentions and whatever whatever you might be feeling like, like those are yours. Those are your energies and they're, and they're separate from mine. And and so I felt very, very able. Once I felt more confident with my abilities and I had less self-doubt, I felt very, um, very welcome to to be open with other people. And I really enjoy sharing it now. I, I like talking about it. You know, that's been my experience when I have communicated what I do. <laughs> um even if their first reaction is like, okay, then they're like, can you give me a reading? <laughs> because <laughs> when I get readings from other people, and this has always been the case, it's like, oh, yay, it's going to be all about me. I get to work on myself. And there's this huge sense of curiosity. It's like, ooh, what are they going to, what, what's this person going to say about me? And, you know, everybody wants to, hear information about themselves that will improve their lives, you know? And if that, if there's a chance that it will improve your lives very drastically, people sign up, you know, for that. So it's not so weird now, is it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's kind of the rationale I'm, I'm going through right now. So I will let you know that I'm very close to just coming right out with it. I'm very close and it, I remember, you know, my birthday just passed. I had an online karaoke party on Zoom. And 
because I had a human connection to some people of my past, I felt more comfortable with perhaps telling them that I have a podcast now. I haven't told people oh, that I have yeah. a podcast. And and so when we right now, you know, we really want to promote our podcast for people that want to listen to it. You're you're all over that. You're on Facebook, you're on Instagram and whatever, but for me, I haven't done that yet because I I I do it on Instagram because my Instagram is like purely my spiritual side and whoever finds it then you're you're in that world over there. But my Facebook is still very personal and um you know I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer and I think what's what's going to happen is <laughs> if my intuition serves me right and my master master teachers and loved ones have kind of said this too. <laughs> I think maybe within the next month or two I'm going to feel a little bit more identified as far as my own identity. Cause I'm kind of struggling with that right now. I address that in a different episode though. And, um, once I kind of hammer that down a little bit, I'm going to be more like, okay, here I am guys. And that will be it. And I'm sure it's pay. It's a little bit less painful than I'm anticipating. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You're going to be, you're going to be making some wonderful, wonderful offerings. It's going to be so cool. I know I will, um, but will will people accept it? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you're gonna attract the right people. Accept it, but but am I gonna care? Like that's what that's what it's gonna come down to. It doesn't matter what people think. It matters how I feel about it. And right now, I don't feel comfortable. So what is it going to take for me to be feel comfortable? I'm still working on that. I feel like it's like ice cream flavors. You know, you can make a whole bunch of different flavors. And some people, they just aren't going to like chocolate, right? They're just going to want vanilla. And and that's fine. I mean, I'm a person. I have, as you know, a lot of visual tattoos. I don't try to cover them up. And people... People are allowed to make their own assumptions about the kind of person I may or may not be based on my tattoos. And sometimes they verbalize that to me. Sometimes they ask me questions about my tattoos based on the fact that because they're visually, because they can see them, they assume that maybe I want to have conversations about why I made the decisions or what they mean. Uh, you know, was was I just bored? People will ask things like that. No I have my way. <laughs> Don't even get me started on that. Um, because I've worked in libraries, so I work with the public and I'll say, you know, when I'm at work, my, I don't have discussions about my tattoos and I don't explain to people why I made those choices. I'll say, yes, that's a tiger or yes, that's a peacock, but I don't go further than that. Um, and I stay focused on, on, I'm at work. Um, and if someone comes up to me in the, in the grocery store, I will, uh, I will say the same thing. I say, you know, I just don't, I don't explain my tattoos to people and people will sometimes it rattles them and they'll say, but it's visual, you know, you can see it. So therefore you're an open book on it. And I say, actually, no. Right. And my thing is, you know, uh, maybe someone has purple hair and I don't go up to that person and say, well, why would you do something? Why, why are you choosing that color? And, you know, everyone gets to, you know, they get to feel how they want to feel and they get to, make the assumptions that they want to make and it doesn't reflect on us 
And, and I've learned that through my tattoos and through other things. So I think that has prepared me for, for announcing to people my transformation and, and who I am now, even though um, it's so different in a lot of ways, although I was always working up towards this, right? It, it's, it's, it's different than the kind of jobs I've been doing or maybe my thought process before, but completely in alignment now that I look back and see everything. But of course, everyone else, you know, they weren't worth, they weren't in my body this whole time. So for them, it probably seems like a bigger jump. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. And that is very, very helpful for me to hear. (laughs) I don't have any tattoos at all. uh, So I haven't had that experience. And yeah, wow, that, that, that helped a lot. (laughs) So you're used to that. Yeah. It's, it's people's, I think it's, it's a mixture of curiosity, which is fine. Um, and it's also sometimes people's fears that come up. So maybe the way you look or the way you dress or something can trigger their fears. And I try to be compassionate about that and also have my, my limits and my boundaries, right? So it's like, okay, you don't have to agree with me. You don't have to like my tattoos. You don't have to even like that. I don't feel like explaining my tattoos, right? I I get to, I get to set that boundary. Well, all I have to say is, thank goodness I didn't ask you about your tattoos ever. (laughs) Well, I mean, with people who are my friends, it's different. It's just that if I'm in a grocery store and and I'm with my children, I'm present with them, right? But if someone strikes up a conversation like, oh my gosh, I love that so much. Who is the artist that did that work? So then it's a little bit different, right? So, you know, I'm not that hardcore, right? But sometimes when people come at me with with a kind of um, a little more confrontational energy and I'm working or I'm with my children or something, I'm focused on another task. I just, I I set my, I set my boundary there. So if someone were to ask me, like, why are you the way you are? I mean, the answer is pretty simple now. I mean, it's obvious. It's, well, it's who I am. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Wow. It's pretty powerful. I don't really have to explain myself. It's like, take it or leave it. Well, and I think you and I both believe that we've we've been working on our Kashuk records in in lifetimes before. So we're not new practitioners, maybe new as humans right now on this planet, but in this lifetime, but in past lives, we've been working on our Kashuk records. We've been interacting with our friends and our family in, in other lifetimes too. So, so it's not all new, right? Right. That's pretty amazing. All right. I have a question, Christina, since you have been having many channeling experiences and you're going to be working on your psychic meeting and abilities, what, what would it take for you to come out to family and friends? Because I know that you're working on those abilities and strengthening in them and, and being able to offer those to clients and to people and to the world, to humanity, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I think what it's going to take is for me to be comfortable in my own identity. And I don't even know what that is right now. I'm still in the throes of it. So obviously, and I, I, I don't want to say, oh, just an Akashic Records practitioner. No, I'm just saying I don't want to be just 
an Akashic Records practitioner because I feel like there's more coming. There's more tools that I need to develop in order to be who I am, in order to successfully execute my mission, my destiny, my passion, whatever it is. I don't know what that looks like, but I I can guarantee you that as soon as I feel confident and a little bit more complete, I'll feel more welcomed to just say, you know what, everybody, this is me. Yeah. And that's it. You know, is I think that's what's what it's going to take. And so, yeah, if I don't know who I am, how can I tell everybody else who I am? <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. So it just sounds like you want a little more clarity. Yep. Clarity. I think that's it because, yeah, there, I think there's a lot more to me that I don't even know. And I'm in the middle of it. Yeah, I'll share a funny thing. My my son, who is 11, almost 12, is, is home homeschooling, of course, while we're on quarantine. And he's doing some daily journaling. He knows that I do reading. So he knows that I'll, t- I'll tell him, hey, I'm going to close the door and I can't be interrupted from this time to this time because I'm doing a reading. And it actually came up on his daily journal that his... His dad was work, you know, working from home in his office and mom was doing readings and it was just really cute because that's just kind of, that's life right now. Mom does readings, dad works. It's become normal at our house, right? And and I love that. I, I love that it's just, it's just part of our routine and it's what his mom does. So. Oh, that's really beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, he did interrupt a Zoom meeting the other night and it was uh, timely and funny and um, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, you can't have perfection. I've got a kitty that interrupts me. So <laughs> my kitty yeah, only like... interrupts for food, though. Food food and worshiping. <laughs> but, you know, it has to be the proper amount of worship. Otherwise, you know, it's not worth doing it, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm excited for you to get more clarity so that you feel confident and and announce yourself to everybody. I think I feel like it's going to be like that. Thank you. And I think this helped me out more than anything because, yeah, just hearing about your experience of being heavily tattooed and that, that really resonated with me. So thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. So if you do see me uh, and you're friendly, I'm happy to talk about my tattoos. <laughs> Oh my God, everybody, don't do that. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, can I ask you or what? I've never asked you. Um, because honestly, I mean, with tattoos, you have them, you have a lot of them, and they're partially covered by clothing. And I would have to, like, I guess, like, say, take your shirt off so I can see them all. You know, I just can't see the full picture. So why ask? <laughs> yeah. There, there's, um, I have several that people don't regularly see, so. <laughs> oh, well, uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us, and um, tune in for our next podcast. We're, we're excited. Thank you, and we'll be talking to everyone soon. Thank you so much. Join us next time on Head Tilt. 
If you'd like more information about Christina, you can find me at intuitivecoachchristina.com. And I'm also on Instagram at intuitivecoachchristina. And for me, Tatiana, my website is yes2soul.com. And I'm yes2soul on Instagram as well. And these links are in our show notes. Have a beautiful day.